Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight, tonight, we are gathered here tonight to play a game that I am passionate about because, ladies and gentlemen, it is my literal favorite time of year. It is almost Halloween. Like, decorations are up, scary stuff is everywhere, horror movies are on television, I am getting ready to watch my annual Halloween films, which of course are Trick or Treat, Halloween, and Poltergeist. Now, if you listen to my version of the Hot Seat, that was horror movie, you know that I missed three Poltergeist questions, and that hurt me to my core. Hurt me to my core, because Poltergeist is one of my favorite movies. But... We're not here to talk about me and my hot seat addiction. We're here to welcome a newest contestant to the hot seat, Jenna from the Dead Girls Talking Podcast. How you doing and what are you drinking? You know, I am uh, I'm doing well. I'm having a glass of tap water because you got to stay sharp uh, for the game of games. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm nervous. I'm glad one of us is staying sharp because I've got my glass here of uh, Old Elk. Uh, Old Elk Weeded Whiskey. Listen, Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not, this is a newer, I'm not sure if it's newer, because this is a six-year-old bur- or a whiskey. I had never heard of it. I bought it on a whim because the guy at the liquor store, or the guy at Davidoff told me, buy it, it's that good. Is it that good? It's that damn good. Are you a whiskey fan? Not really. What's your drink of choice? I'm a wine drinker, pretty much exclusively. And nothing wrong with that. I got a couple of bottles of wine over there. I'm assuming it's almost Halloween. Red wine? It's always red wine, like red wine in the summer, red wine when the sun's out. Exactly. Red wine red with wine ice the... in it if you're next to a pool. Red wine is the perfect, perfect drink. There are some of it that's sweet. Then there's the really good stuff, like the cabs that are just so full-bodied, and they smell and, they smell and taste amazing. We, uh, My friends and I, we call it having a Cersei Lannister, like the Game <laughs> of Thrones thing. It's like daytime, and you're having your, your wine and ice. You see, we have it, uh, we call it Deucey Day Drinking. So you can't you can't douchey day drink without a couple of things. One, you need to have a glass of wine or beer. But two, you need to be sporting a nice fedora. That way you can call it your douchey day drinking hat. And it gives you permission to be the biggest jerk wherever you are, except to the wait staff. The wait staff take care of them because God they need it. Always. Just reach in there for the, with your wallet chain. Leave nothing behind. <laughs> yeah, the Velcro, the Velcro yes. wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to pull out of my Junko jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kick my vans off when I get home. It'll be a good time. Oh, my God. I'm old. You Are you old enough to remember Junko jeans? Of course I am. We were stepping on the back of our pants like idiots. It was unsafe. It's coming back, though. They are. Giant pants are coming back. They are. Kevin Smith, uh, who I'm a big fan of, just signed an exclusive jort deal with Junko jeans. But there are no vintage Junko jeans. They were all destroyed in wearing. Like, you're never going to find a preserved nope. pair. No, but I love those because literally the, the the bottom of the jean was bigger than the waist. So, like, each leg was, like, walking with, like, giant-ass curtains hanging down your legs. It was great. And always wet. Oh, yeah. Always. Always, always, always. I loved them. I didn't. I didn't. I hated Junko jeans. <laughs> I had. I did have a Velcro wallet, though. Ah, oh, the life of a nerd. But Jenna, before we get into the game, um, for those of you that are like really into horror movies, I want to give a couple of shout outs. One, go listen to the Dead Girls Talking podcast. We're going to let Jenna tell you what that show's about, but good content. Jenna and Minda do a phenomenal job. You're going to enjoy it. 
two over on our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology. Jenna, Minda, our good friend Isabel Drake, Stephen, and I are going down the list in the month of October to determine what the best female-fronted horror movie of all time is. And Jenna, we're both big horror movie fans. It's safe to say you and I have butted heads a couple of times so far. Always in the friendliest way. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. It has to be in the friendliest way. I have, I, I am in no way, shape, or form a dick. I am just, no, I totally am. But I'm very passionate. I get very right. passionate about my stuff. Jenna, before we get into the game, though, tell our listeners about the Dead Girls Talking podcast. It is the premier smoky, spooky variety show. Um, we cover the death industry, uh, pop culture, the paranormal. Um, my co-host is a mortician. I have a background in forensics, um, and I worked as a special effects makeup artist in film. So we have, um, we have a pretty general coverage of the creepy things genre and we we like to dabble that sounds awesome we have fun we're here for a hot seat challenge jenna you have 45 minutes of non-stop horror movie trivia questions you are loosening up you got your stretches in you got your tap water you're good to go just a reminder if at any point during this you do have one time out you can take it whenever you like the clock will stop all right now your time will begin after i read your first question are you ready I'm ready. Here we go. In the 1996 movie Jack Frost, the serial killer mutates into what? A snowman. A snowman is a correct answer. Where does Ashley Williams work in the movie Army of Darkness? Oh, shoot. It's a grocery store? I need the name of the store. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, it is a Kmart ripoff called S-Mart. Shop yes! smart, shop S smart. Here we go. In Friday the 13th, part two, what does Jason Voorhees wear as his mask? It is a, um, it's a William Shatner mask painted. No, it's a ski mask. I'm, oh my goodness. <laughs> Voorhees, it's a, it's a hockey mask. Oh no, he doesn't get the hockey mask till the third movie. In the second movie, he wears a burlap sack or a potato sack on his head. Oh my, if this was Scream, I'd be dead. <laughs> Fortunately for you, I don't want to see what your insides look like, so we're okay. (laughs) We're moving along. See, I can get morbid, too. We're moving along. (laughs) Who played the main character in the 1957 film I Was a Teenage Werewolf? Michael J. Fox? Uh, No, it was actually Michael Landon, 1957. The wrong Michael. It's all right. We're moving forward here. In the Puppet Master series, how did the female doll murder her victims? Strangulation. No, uh, that would actually be better because these creep me out. It was leeches. She murdered them with leeches. I had no idea there. What device do the group of New York friends you? What device do the group of New York friends use to capture the terrifying events in Cloverfield? Camcorder. That is correct. A handheld video camera. Moving right along. Oh yeah, I love this movie. In the 1977 film, The Hills Have Eyes. The father and three sons are all named after what celestial bodies? The, it was a constellations. Oh, you're close. They're named after planets in the solar system. Ah, crap. Okay. Close. <laughs> Why does Lance Hendrickson's character summon the demon in the movie Pumpkinhead? To get revenge because of the ATV accident. 
Uh, I'll give it to you. The, I believe okay. it was an ATV accident. It was to avenge his son's death. Yeah, yeah. Nicely. I have not seen Pumpkinhead in forever. I would not have pulled that. Tragic ATV accident. In the 1985 film Cat's Eye, what creature attempts to steal the life out of a young Drew Barrymore? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to guess Cat. Unfortunately, no. I haven't seen it either. This was actually a troll. A troll. No idea. That's correct. Who narrated the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre along with the 2003 remake in the 2006 prequel? Who narrated it? I don't know. Uh, that would be John Larroquette. Okay. Did not know that. See, I think you're so far harder than mine. <laughs> that sounded way worse than I wanted it to. What 1990... <laughs> We're wasting time, sorry. What 1990 movie involving a series of short horror films features performances by Steve Buscemi, Julianne Moore, and Christian Slater? Was it Creepshow or was it the other one? It was um, not Creepshow. What's the other one? Do you remember? The, um, no, Dead Time Stories was the Romero one. I got nothing. Tales from the Dark Side. Damn it. That was that. You had it too. You were right there. You almost had Tales. What mythical creature did Hadley hope to see as a killer in Cabin of the Woods? Hadley would be the character played by. Because uh, they had that thing with the wolf head. Josh Lyman. Um, there was all kinds of like weird animals in. Yep. The Hadley the... Hadley's one of the guys in the suits and ties, and he is the one that he's always wanted. He said he always wanted to see this. It's actually what ends up killing him in the end of the movie. There's that swamp monster thing. Was it? Was it the swamp thing? You're close. It's a, it's like a water a... creature. Like a, with the mer, like the merman with the merman. Teeth. You got it. Merman ah. is a correct answer. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> the saltwater swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> what room number was Danny Torrance told to avoid in The Shining? Two thirty-one. Two thirty-seven. Damn it. Ugh. A thick fog rolls in after a powerful storm bringing deadly creatures in what 2007 film directed by Frank Darabont? The Fog. No. Frank Darabont. It's a Stephen King film. It's The Mist. <laughs> if you have not seen the movie The Mist, it is the most depressing ending of a movie that I have ever seen. It is. That movie will mess you up. All right. This okay. film, written by Quentin Tarantino about a gang of vampires in a bar, was made into a TV series. From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn is a correct answer. You didn't get tripped up because it wasn't directed by him. What do the gang of killers wear for disguises in the 2011 movie, You're Next? Like animal masks? Animal masks is a correct answer. You've got 39 minutes remaining. <laughs> what is the name of the ancient horned demonic spirit who punishes those who have lost the Christmas spirit. Krampus? Krampus is correct. Nicely done. I love that movie. Reverend Cotton Marcus participates in a documentary trying to expose individuals who fake being possessed in this 2010 supernatural horror film. The Last Exorcism. That is a correct answer. The Last Exorcism. Nicely done. 
What actor plays the character Jim Halsey in the 1986 road movie The Hitcher? We just talked about this. Um, <laughs> all, I, all I'm coming up with is Jennifer Jason Lee, and I know that's not the answer. No. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, it was C. Thomas Howell. The other character yes. was played by Rutger Hauer. What 2006 fil- 16 film is about a deaf rider who gets stalked by a masked killer in an isolated house in the woods? We also Death just rider. talked about this. Deaf rider, masked killer. Um, Hush. Hush is a correct answer. Nicely done. Yes. What 2016 M. Night Shyamalan film is about a kidnapper with 23 different personalities who's about to unleash the 24th? It's um, Lady in the Water? Uh, No, that's Del Toro. This was split with James McAvoy and I think Anya Taylor-Joy in that as well. What was the profession of the main heroine in the 1981 werewolf film, The Howling? This is a bartender. Uh, no, actually, a news reporter, a TV reporter. No idea. Ugh. The 1972 version of The Last House on the Left was a directorial debut for what director? Um, I don't know this. Is it? No, I'm not going to guess. Oh, may as well take a guess. It's a classic horror movie director. Um, died recently, somewhat recently. Died recently. Is I know it's not Wes Craven, but is it? It's Wes Craven. It was Wes Craven. That movie is up there with I Spit on Your Grave. I will never watch it again. This It's so un-Wes Craven-y. It is. It's very un-Wes Craven-y because it's very gritty and real. This Twilight Zone-esque Netflix series taps into our collective unease with our modern world and the dangers of advanced technology. Black Mirror? Black Mirror is correct. Nicely done. Love this movie. David Naughton and Griffin Dune play a pair of unfortunate backpackers in this 1981 lycanthrope classic. American Werewolf in London. That is a correct answer, and that is an amazing movie. Mm -hmm. Teenage Charlie Brewster thinks his new next-door neighbor is a vampire in this 1985 film that was remade in 2011. The remake did star uh, Colin Farrell. No, it's Fright Night. Fright Night. Oh, it's Fright Night. Fright Night's a great movie. Moving along, Christian Bale played Patrick Bateman, the homicidal main character in the 2000 film American Psycho, based on a book by what American author? Mm, I don't know. Brett Easton Ellis. No idea either. No, these are hard guys. Yeah, you have a. You definitely got the the dregs of the cards here. I apologize. <laughs> What state does the film and comic book miniseries 30 Days of Night take place in? City. It's state. okay. It's Alaska. Is Alaska's it? correct. Looking for the state. Sorry. Okay. I said city, I apologize. <laughs> I <was> like, oh. 
Here we go. What actress played Tiffany in The Bride of Chucky? Oh, that is um, on the tip of my tongue. Give me just a moment. Uh, <laughs> shoot, if you hadn't asked me. Uh, Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly's a correct answer. What Clive Barker movie focuses on the monsters who inhabit the underground city of Midian? Nightbreed? Nightbreed is correct. You know you're Clive Barker. Impressive. Moving along. What snack is Tallahassee searching for in the film Zombieland? It was something like... Oh, it was some junky thing. Was it like Twinkies or Doritos? It was Twinkies. No, it was Twinkies. Was it Twinkies. Good job. The serial killer in Scream wears a mask inspired by what Edward Monk painting? The Scream. The Scream is correct. I just put two and two together. Did not realize that until right now. What was the name of the cat in Pet Cemetery? Church. Church is a correct answer. Good poll. What holiday themed movie contained five interwoven stories that occur on the same on the same block on the same night? I just mentioned it. Halloween. Uh, no, it's Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. The Mike Doherty classic. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. Tales of Halloween was what I was thinking. The Exorcist was the first horror movie to be nominated for what in 1974? Um, an Academy Award? An Academy Award is a correct answer. Psycho was the first American film to show what? A flushing toilet. A flushing toilet is correct. Nicely done. What franchise has more sequels? Is it The Howling, Howling, or Tremors? Tremors. Uh, apparently, it's the howl- Howling. I had no idea there was that many sequels. Because Tremors has got do like more? six. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen almost every Tremors movie. I did not know there was a sequel to the Howling. There's right. like three. Were four. there? Yeah. Uh, that's two or three more than I needed. The 1958 film. This 1958 film takes place in a Swiss resort town where a mysterious radioactive cloud appears to be the cause of a series of decapitations. I have no idea. The Crawling Eye, also known as the Tollenberg Terror. There's two different names for it, both of which I've never heard of. It's a deep cut. That is some deep cuts. That's a Mike Myers level cut right there. What franchise has the most sequels? Is it Hellraiser or Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. 100% Friday the 13th. What 1981 film is about a group of teenage friends trapped in a carnival funhouse with a freakish maniac? Um, Devil's Carnival? Uh, no, it's actually right there in the name. It's called The Funhouse. Oh. Adding that to my Halloween movie this year, my list this year. Here we go. What installment of the Halloween movie franchise did not feature Michael Myers? The uh, third one, the Tale of the Witch. Season of the Witch, number three is your correct answer. Nice pull. Back to sequels. What franchise had the most sequels? Was it Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween? Uh, 
Halloween. Halloween is a correct answer. Nicely done. Although I would argue Nightmare on Elm Street had the better sequels. They Moving did. along. Dream Warriors is awesome. This 1963 film features a killer carnivorous plants and an unusual meteor shower that blinds most of the population. Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, no, that would be awesome, though. It's called The Day of the Trifeds. Never okay. heard of it. Yeah. See, some of these are really deep freaking cuts. <laughs> Which franchise had the most sequels? Was it Saw or Children of the Corn? Saw. Unfortunately not. Children of the Corn actually had more. Now, I will say this. I'm going to toss that question out because I don't know if that's including Jigsaw or the most recent version that Chris Rock was just in. I forget what it was called. So we're going to toss that one out. Tim, don't count it. You have 29 minutes remaining. What Wes Craven movie was inspired by the true story of a wild Scottish clan who murdered and cannibalized numerous people during the Middle Ages? Inspired no is very idea. loosely, very, very loosely, because this is not set in that time. I got nothing. It's The Hills Have Eyes. What? Yeah, oh. very loosely based on that, because that movie is definitely modern. <laughs> All right. What franchise had more sequels, Puppet Master or Child's Play? Child's Play. Uh, actually, it was Puppet Master. Yeah, Puppet Master spawned a lot of sequels, actually. And that movie was not good. Are they counting the Chucky movies? Yeah, it would it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to include... Now, again, I don't know. We'll toss that one as well. I don't know if it includes the Mark Hamill Chucky movie. I don't know if that's in there. Because there's like nine Puppet Masters? There were more than a few. Like, there's a handful, at that's least. wild. Uh, we'll toss that one out, too, though. Uh, we'll make up. We'll give you two extra questions once your time runs out to make up for those. <laughs> in the 2012 movie, The ABCs of Death... How many stories were included in the film? 26. Oh, my God. That is correct. How the hell did you pull that? 26 letters. Holy shit. I'm dumb. (laughs) What 2018 film unravels cryptic and terrifying secrets about the Graham family ancestry? 2018 film. 2000 and what? 18. 18. Um, The People Under the Stairs. Uh, no, that's actually hereditary. Oh. 28 minutes. What was Leatherface's weapon of choice? Chainsaw. That is correct. It has a little chainsaw right there on the top. It's kind of cool. What is the cursed object in the 2009 film Drag Me to Hell? A um, button. A button is correct. Nicely done. What brand of doll did Charles Lee Ray possess in the Child's Play movies? Um, my buddy doll. Oh, it's actually called the Good Guys doll. Oh, that was the thing that it parodied. Oh uh, yeah, actually that's right. Remember the the because it, what, you're right. Price. It's loosely yeah. based on my buddy. You're right. My buddy, my buddy. Ooh, okay. This is a movie that did not make our <laughs> horror movie bracket. In the Japanese thriller audition, what did the main character use to lure her victims? To lure them, it was her um. Femininity. Uh, think more. How did how did she originally get in contact with her victims? She answered that ad. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It was a, a dating service. Okay. But yeah, I'll give that to you. Here we go. Whatever you do, do not fall asleep. Name the movie. Nightmare on Elm Street. One hundred percent. Heather Langenkamp at her finest. 
in the two thousand in the sorry in the Eli Roth movie The Green Inferno, who abducts a group of student activists after their plane crashes in a Peruvian jungle? Peruvians. Um, uh, what are their what unique characteristic do they? It's have? like a it's like a wilderness tribe of. Yeah, you're cannibals. right. Cannibals. Yeah, cannibals. That's what we're looking for. Cannibals. 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 <laughs> Props for no offense gre- to like Peruvians broadly. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, congrats for actually seeing that Eli Roth film. I was done after Hostel 2. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, well, it's Eli Roth. That makes sense. What 2018 film features a family who lives in silence while hiding from creatures who hunt by sound? Uh, um, uh, that, of course, is um, the thing that just got the sequel that we hate so much. And the name of it is, um, oh, crap. It is Steven's favorite movie. It is Steven's favorite movie. It's, um, uh, how, wow, this is terrible. (laughs) Oh, I filed that away. It just got a sequel. It's got Emily Blunt in it. And it's, um. Oh no! <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> you should see her eyes. She looks right at me. She goes, "It's gone." God. Yeah. Um... A quiet place. A quiet place is a correct answer. In what horror movie did the villain attack high school students through their dreams? Nightmare on Elm Street. 100% Nightmare on Elm Street. What legendary funny man duo encounter all types of classic monsters in their Meet the Monsters movies? Abbott and Costello. 100% Abbott and Costello. Uh, on to one of my favorites. What was Candyman's weapon of choice? Um. Well, he's got the hook and he also has bees. Uh, I will give it to They have hook for a hand, but hook or bees or death by hook and bees will work. Looking bees. That's how I got through high school. What hunter? Well, sorry, what hunter? What horror television series was created by Ryan Murphy, who also created the TV series Glee? American Horror Story. That is a correct answer. What animal was Betty White's character feeding in the movie Lake Placid? A shark. No, it was a crocodile, and that is why one of my favorite lines in horror movie history is Betty White telling the cops, I'm rooting for the crocodile. I hope he swallows (laughs) your friends whole. God bless you, Betty White. What was the name of the possessed doll in the 2013 film The Conjuring? Annabelle. Annabelle is a correct answer. In the movie Devil, where were the five main characters trapped for most of the movie? In the house. Uh, no, they're actually trapped in an elevator. That is oh, a... the Korean one. No, the American one. Uh, I believe it's M. Night Shyamalan wrote that one, actually. He didn't direct it, but I think he wrote it. What am I thinking of? Anyway. <laughs> a group of scientists band together to save the world from a horde of fruit in what 1988 movie? Oh, my God. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, might be a vegetable. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on, yeah debate for a different time in what movie did mispronouncing Klaatu Barada Nikto result in a deadite attack um that is um I need you to be specific too 
is it the third one or the second one of um it's ash campbell well it's bruce campbell as ash in um damn it evil dead evil dead evil dead three i will That's the give it to one. you it's not called evil dead three the movie's actually titled army of darkness army but of it, darkness. Is, it is evil dead three that is correct what insects are closely associated with the urban legend of the candy man bees why did it have to be bees that's a correct answer what country was the 2005 movie wolf creek set in no idea uh that would be set in australia Almost 22 minutes remaining. We're going to keep going. What 2002 movie sequel directed by Guillermo del Toro featured Wesley Snipes as a half-man, half-vampire daywalker? Blade. Uh, Blade. Technically Blade 2, but Blade is the correct answer. Bob Clark directed both A Christmas Story and this 1974 Christmas slasher movie. Black Christmas. It is one of my favorites. I don't watch it at Halloween because it's a Christmas movie. It is Black Christmas. <laughs> what horror film was Eli Roth's directorial debut? Uh, I don't know. I believe this is starring Cheryl Ladd's daughter, Jordan Ladd. It's a movie called Cabin Fever. What was the name of the half-fly, half-human monstrosity in the remake of The Fly? It had a name? Apparently. I don't know. It was called The Brundlefly. No <laughs> idea. A little over, almost 21 minutes remaining. You still have your time out left whenever you want it. What 1970s pop music icon starred as Nikki in David Cronenberg's Videodrome? One more time. What 1970s pop music icon starred as Nikki in David Cronenberg's Videodrome? Was it, um, was it Nikki Six? It was not. It was Deborah Harry. Oh, it was a lady. I'm way off. <laughs> it's all right. What movie's tagline was, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? Friday the 13th? Uh, no, it's actually Jaws 2. Oh. That sequel nobody wanted or asked for. The other thing in the water. All right. In what movie do the survivors use Petri dishes with blood samples and a heated wire to determine which of them is a host of an extraterrestrial creature? Oh, this was so gross. It was. Um... Also on our horror movie bracket, probably shouldn't have been on there. It's um, yeah, there were no women in this movie. It was <laughs> it's the thing. The thing, technically, one woman, Adrian Barbeau, was the computer, and I've got a the story computer. for that for later. I'm gonna take a timeout. I think. Well, all right, timeout with a little over 19 minutes remaining. All right, Jenna, we're back. Your time will begin after I read your next question, and you have got 19 minutes and 12 seconds remaining. This 1990 movie about an infestation of murderous spiders features John Goodman and Jack... Jack Daniels, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this 1990 movie... 
Okay, time for another cleanse, Chris. Here we go. This 1990 movie about an infestation of murderous spiders features John Goodman and Jeff Daniels. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia is a correct answer. Moving right along. What actor asks, you mean there are snakes out there this big in the movie Anaconda? Oh, that would be the one only O'Shea Jackson. That is Ice Cube. Oh. What kind of powers do the scanners possess in the 1981 film Scanners? They make your head explode. Through what type of, what type of powers? Like mind control. Uh, I'll give you that. Telekinesis or tele- telepathy is a correct answer. All right. Moving right along, what 2005 movie contains elements of both the supernatural and a courtroom drama? And I love this movie. Um, Is it um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose? It is. Jennifer Carpenter's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. What 2008 French horror film involved the flaying of the main character in order to allow her to reach a state of transcendence? I don't know. That is a movie called Martyrs. And that does sound almost Lars von Trier-like. Moving right along. Jack Nicholson stars as a werewolf in what 1994 movie? Jack Nicholson is a werewolf. Um, I feel like I'm going to feel stupid as soon as I hear the answer, but I I don't know. Uh, You're going to feel stupid because the movie is called Wolf. Can't make this shit up. What can I say? What 1981 sequel is the feature film directorial debut of James Cameron? Really? 1981, a sequel is James Cameron's directorial debut. Um, Would still watch this over Avatar again. is Is it the second Nightmare on Elm Street? Unfortunately not. It's actually Piranha 2. Wow. Yeah. And then okay. in the most in the uh, the remake of Piranha or the the current version, Eli Roth gets eaten by piranhas. It's quite entertaining. What was born at 6 a.m. on the 6th day of the 6th month? That's a Damien from the Omen. Damien is correct. What 1978 film features footage of supposedly real deaths in Boasted about it being banned in 40 countries. Uh, Faces of Death? Faces of Death is correct. I was going to go Cannibal Holocaust. Nicely done. That's a a metal band, actually, I think. But neither here nor there. Which which Peter Jackson film stars Michael J. Fox as a ghost hunter? Ghost hunting? I don't know. Oh, it's a great movie. It's called The Frighteners. Oh! Wes Craven directed what 1991 film about two adults and a juvenile who break into a brother's and sister's house and find something disturbing? Um, You mentioned it earlier, too. Oh, we did? They break into a brother and sister's house. And find something disturbing. 
House of the Devil? No, it's the people under the stairs. Oh. Here we go. What does the green liquid contain in the 1987 film Prince of Darkness? Plasma? Uh, it's actually the essence of Satan. In oh. case you didn't know, that is apparently green. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> Moving right along. An investigator ends up in a Scottish island where the inhabitants have an unhealthy obsession with sexuality in this 1973 film. Wicker Man. Wicker Man is correct. Thank you, Nicolas Cage, for making that uh, remake. Speaking of bees. That is true. Who are the only two actors who have faced off against an alien, a Terminator, and a Predator? Actually, name one. I'll give it to you. Sigourney Weaver? Uh, No, it was either Lance Henriksen or Bill Paxton. Mm. Oh, I love this movie. This 2001 film involves a religious fanatical father taking his two sons on a divine mission to kill demons. Oh, um, uh, Frailty. Frailty is a correct answer in a great film. What actress played the heroine Helen Lyle in the 1992 film Candyman? Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen's correct. What 1971 film features a group of killer rats that are led by a man seeking to revenge, uh, seeking revenge on those who have wronged him? They'll do whatever I say. Is it the the Wishmaster? Uh, no, this is the Crispin Glover classic Willard. <laughs> oh, Crispin Glover, you make weird choices. The two thousand this two thousand film is about two sisters named Ginger and Bridget who struggle with the idea that one of them is a werewolf. Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is correct. What film in the Alien series is set in Antarctica? Um, Prometheus. Uh, no, it's actually Alien versus Predator. Oh, I'm not sure I count that as part of the Alien series. Kate Bosworth and Thomas Jane star in this 2016 supernatural film in which their son's nightmares become a reality. I don't know. Never heard of it, but I love Thomas Jane. It was called Before I Wake. Hmm. What items is the killer famous for wearing in the 1976 film Alice, Sweet Alice? Give me one of them and I'll give it to you. Is it, um, is it teeth? Does she have a necklace of teeth? Uh, no, she either wore a yellow trench coat or a translucent mask. I was so close. You were. Teeth is almost a yellow trench coat. I would rather wear the yellow trench coat, though. Vincent Price starred in this 1959 ghostly classic and invited five people to survive the night. That's um, uh, The House on Haunted Hill. That is a correct answer. Nicely done. Twelve minutes remaining. What big cat does Malcolm McDowell's character turn into after mating with a human woman in the 1980 film Cat People? The kind of cat? Yeah, they're looking for the type of cat he turns into. The panther? Panther or Black Panther is a correct answer. Nice pull. Holy crap. <laughs> What room number, also the title of this movie, is a paranormal hotspot in the 2007 film starring John Cusack? Um, 
Um, is it Room 9? Uh, close. One of the few PG-13 movies to genuinely scare me. It is 1408. <laughs> what was the name of Buffalo Bill's dog in Silence of the Lambs? Precious. Precious is a correct answer. Good poll. What type of animal terrorizes Jennifer Connelly in the Dario Argento in the Dario Argento film Phenomena? I don't know. It is apparently a chimpanzee with a straight razor. Argento have- was a weird cat. In this 1979 film Tourist Trap, a group of friends are trapped in what establishment? A hostel. Uh, close. It was actually a museum. A little over 10 minutes remaining. We're going to keep going. What hangs above Tina's bed in A Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Freddy Krueger, briefly. Um, (laughs) Five, six, grab your... Crucifix. Crucifix is a correct answer. Ah. In the 2006 film Silent Hill... What sound signals? What sound signals the transformation of the town into a nightmarish dimension? It's like a, um, it's like an air raid horn. It's like a siren. An air raid siren is correct. Good pull. Moving right along, what actress plays a psychotherapist who enters the mind of a comatose serial killer in the 2000 film The Cell? That was such a weird movie. It's um, Jennifer Lopez. It's Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. All right. Good answer. Good answer. What is the name of the sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien? Oh, it wasn't just Alien 2, was it? Um, No. (laughs) I don't know. Take a guess. Um, is Is it Predator? Do you go from Alien to Predator? Uh, no. Or Alien versus Predator? No, that's later. This is actually Aliens. There's more aliens. than one this time. <laughs> what was the name of Herschel Gordon Lewis's debut film? Was it the Gorgor Girls? Uh, nope. It was actually a movie called Living Venus. I have never heard of it. This 2001 remake that stars Matthew Lillard prompted film critic Roger Ebert to claim the movie was literally too painful to watch. Matthew Willard was involved. Painful how? Uh, literally, in other words, if it's if it's Roger Ebert saying that, I am interpreting this to mean it's that bad. It was painful for him to watch it. It was it was that terrible. Two thousand and one remake. Um, was it? I spit on your grave. It was not. It is thirteen ghosts. Did not know there was a version of that movie with Matthew. Oh, that Willard. was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you actually saw it. It's all coming back to me. All right, here we go. Machines come to life and become homicidal after a comet causes ra- a radiation storm in this 1986 film starring Emilio Estevez. Night um, of the Comet? Uh, close. Uh, this is Maximum Overdrive, and that movie is one of the worst I have ever seen. What genetically created mutant breed of insect tries to destroy mankind in the 1997 film Mimic? Is it locusts? Uh, no, it was actually a cockroach. As if you needed a reason not to watch Mimic. Mm. Seven and a half minutes remaining. 
What 1990 film featuring Lou Diamond Phillips has his character trying to bring the pentagram killer to justice? Um, is it the Zodiac? Uh, no, it's a movie called The First Power. Never heard of it because it's a Lou Diamond Phillips movie. What actress plays the main character Susie Banyan in the 2008 Suspiria remake? And I can give you a hint if you want it. It's, um... Oh, it's that one lady. She's, um, it's the, it's the Shades of Grey girl. Uh, D- Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson is a correct answer. have not seen a movie of hers I've liked. In 2007, Rob Zombie directed what remake about a young Michael Myers? Halloween. Halloween is a correct answer. <clears throat> After dying in the electric chair and making a deal with the devil, Horace Pinker continues his murderous ways in what 1989 film directed by Wes Craven? Dying in the electric chair. Uh, 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 I don't know. That is a, a movie called Shocker. Wes Craven had like a, a down few years in the late 80s, <laughs> early 90s. Who directed the original 1978 version of Halloween? John Carpenter. John Carpenter's correct. Who directed the 2003 slasher film House of a Thousand Corpses? Rob Zombie is a correct answer. Nice poll. Which original Friday the 13th film did Jason get his hockey mask? He got it in two, didn't he? Uh, no, he got it in three. He still wore a burlap sack through two. Huh. He picked up the hockey mask in three. So iconic. It is. In, uh, sorry, this 1954 film features a prehistoric gill man who kidnaps a scientist named Kay and falls in love with her. Swamp thing. Uh, close, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon. Moving right along, who was considered to be Hollywood's first scream queen? Jamie Lee Curtis. JLC is correct. How was Jason Voorhees brought back to life in Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives? The dumbest thing in the Ooh. world. Okay, was that the one where he was cryogenically frozen and then they unthawed him? Uh, no, that's actually Jason X, where they wake him up from killing co-eds in sleeping bags by beating one against the other. Uh, this is actually, he was uh, struck by a bolt of lightning. How silly of me. How could you forget that iconic scene? Ugh. Those Friday 13 movies got worse and worse. All right. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Name the movie. Oh, that's um, that's The Shining. The Shining is correct. What series of children's horror books is written by author R.L. Stein? Goosebumps. Goosebumps was a My Childhood Reincarnate. That is a correct answer. What 2005 movie directed by John Gulliger was the first horror film winner for Project Greenlight? 2005? Um, I don't know. Uh, so this movie is uh, stars Jason Mewes from the Jay and Silent Bob universe. Uh, and this is a movie where they kill off the main character three different times. It is a movie called Feast. It is not good. Good Ash, Bad Ash, I'm the guy with the gun. Name the movie. Evil Dead. Which one? It's the... It's 
the first one, right? Well, not the first one, but like the first remake of the first one. So the second one? Yes. Unfortunately, no. It's actually from Army of Darkness. Uh, what is the name of the biological weapon used to kill people through their water supply in the movie The Crazies? All I remember from that are like hay picker, like the hose that you use to stab hay bales. I don't know. Uh, the answer we're looking for is Trixie. Had no idea. Although I did like the remake with uh, Timothy Olafantastic because that man is uh, I'm heterosexual, only, but he's a good-looking dude. I only remember the stabbing. Uh, that's not all I remember. What 1999 <laughs> film that co-stars Samuel L. Jackson was about killer sharks in an underwater facility? Samuel L. Jackson, killer sharks. I don't know. That is Deep Blue Sea with uh, Thomas uh. Jane and LL Cool J. This 1990 movie featuring Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland is about the consequences of traveling on the other side. Oh, um, Flatliners. Flatliners is correct. Two minutes remaining. What state does the trauma entertainment film The Toxic Avenger take place? New York. Uh, close, the armpit of the U.S. It's New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, Jersey. What actor stars in the horror comedy Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright? And you can name either one of the two. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg or Nick Frost is correct answers. Moving right along. The late Aaliyah starred in which, which 2002 movie based on the Anne Rice, comic, or Anne Rice book series, The Vampire Chronicles? Um, uh, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned is a correct answer. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Name the movie. Child's Play. Child's Play is correct. Tony Todd is known for playing what character in this horror trilogy? Candyman. Three movies, but they can't say his name five times. Here we go. A minute remaining. What 2008 movie starring Bradley Cooper featured a serial killer known as Mahogany who mutilated victims on a subway car? Uh, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, thank God someone else has heard of that movie. I love it. Moving right along, in which movie from the 1950s did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? <laughs> I, I do not know. Uh, that would be Godzilla. Oh. What movie is considered to be a sequel to An American Werewolf in London? An American Werewolf in Paris? Yep, that movie never happened. Moving right along... What director of The Omen went on to direct the 1978 film Superman? Uh, skip it. Richard know. Donner. Set in the year 2455, where does the film Jason X take place? Space. Space is a correct answer. <laughs> Stuntman Kane Hodder is best known for his portrayal as what character? Uh, Kane Hodder played Jason Voorhees. And with that, your time is is up. Now, because there were a couple of those that were controversial, I'm going to give you three more questions, and you can uh, take your time answering them. We're going to move right okay. along here. What 1988 film directed by Wes Craven centers around an anthropologist sent to Haiti to research voodoo? Um, The Serpent and the Rainbow? Holy shit, that is a correct answer. Good poll. I told you, Wes Craven, late 80s, early 90s, kind of disappeared for me. 
who directed the 1999 film Sleepy Hollow, which starred Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane? Who directed it? Um, I don't know. Uh, that would be Timothy Burton, and I take umbrage with the fact that this card leaves out the fact that, that movie also starred the amazing and beautiful Christina Ricci, who has been a childhood crush of mine since I was seven. You Moving don't see her blonde around. a lot. You uh, you did in oh god, um, pumpkin. Pumpkin, yes, thank you. Yeah. Was she blonde in the opposite of sex as well? I don't remember. Maybe it felt like a rare sighting. It did. It did. And what was she did a movie with uh never mind. Moving on. <laughs> uh what substance was used to ink the pages of the Necronomicon? Um I wanna say blood, but I feel like it's more complicated than that. Uh what type of blood? Oh, it was some like it's like blood of the innocents or what creatures or Homo sapiens blood? Uh, um, it's one that you've heard of. It's not like a weird answer. Was it werewolf's blood? Nope. It was actually Zombie. inked in human blood and bound in human flesh. Oh, human blood. so blood. The answer was just blood. I'm giving you credit for it, but it was the last <laughs> question. I had to give you a hard time. What can I say? Jenna, you survived the hot seat. You made it through the night. Now, if you can just go to bed and not dream about Freddy Krueger, you'll wake up tomorrow morning. Maybe. Fingers crossed. You got a podcast to do. (laughs) You have fans waiting on you to get on your microphone. Oh, what if this is how it ended? No, don't don't say that. I'm going to get the cops here. I'm already in Florida, so I'm already going to be a suspect. No. (laughs) Everything happens in Florida. You know Everything happens in Florida. I know. But Jenna, you survived. How are you feeling? All right, that was um, that was challenging. It is right. It's not. It's not the easiest thing in the world. No, I want to see how I stack up to Steven. I bet I got destroyed. Uh, you're actually going to be stacking against me. There are only two participants in this because these are going to be our Halloween episodes. So it was going to be me and you. I did not put Steven on. Steven is coming back for our regular hot seat episode. Um, and that's actually a good segue because, ladies and gentlemen, we've heard you. We know that you like the hot seat episodes. We are in the midst right now of recording even more hot seat challenges. So you're going to have, after this recording, we're going to go back to regular hot seat challenges for a little while. And then coming up in the very near future, something I am insanely excited about, we're going back and we're going to crown another champion in the trivia throwdown competition. And our category this time is going to be post 2000s trivia. So if you remember what the trivia throwdown is, Five minutes, as many questions as you can get through. The top four scores are going to go head-to-head, and we're going to determine who knows the most about 2000 and later or 21st century trivia. Our previous winner from the pop culture trivia throwdown was Mr. Mike Mott, and he is dead set on defending his title. Is anyone else going to take home the trophy this time? Because I'm tired of shipping trophies to Mike. That would be awesome. All of this coming up here on the Pub Trivia Experience, along with more of the favorite content that you've come to love and know and treasure you can find the pub trivia experience on patreon patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b is your exclusive home for the pub trivia experience and our sister podcast boozy bracketology you're going to get bonus trivia bonus brackets the whole nine right there now listen 
For those of you that can't afford to contribute, like I get it. We've all been there. Times are tough. COVID is, despite what some people say, still a thing. I understand. Do me a favor. Five-star rating, write us a review. That would be absolutely amazing of you. We really do appreciate your listenership. It does mean the world to us. Find us on Facebook, The Lounge, fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology. Come on there. Tell us how you're doing and tell us what you're drinking because this uh, this old elk tonight went down pretty damn smooth. Find us on Instagram, pub trivia experience, on Twitter at pub trivia pod due to those damn character limitations. Jenna, before we sign off, though, once again, tell our listeners about the Dead Girls Talking podcast and why they should listen. Although, take it from me. Damn it, you should listen. Go right ahead. If you like creepy things, I am confident you will find a home um, with the Dead Girls Talking pod- podcast. We've um, we actually just interviewed uh, a gentleman who trains cadaver dogs. It's probably like the best, you know, sampling of, of the kind of content that's out there. Um, that will be dropping soon. But um, we've got your your pop culture your death industry, your weird things, your, your, your bugs in jars. Well, if you ever need a horror movie correspondent, you feel free to call me. I got stuff to say. Absolutely. This is right up my alley. Or was it? (laughs) (laughs) You did a hell of a job. Don't, don't, don't (laughs) shit on yourself. No, we're all about having a good time here at the pub trivia experience. You did a hell of a job, Dan. I'm proud of you. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of another hot seat challenge here at the pub trivia experience. Have yourself a good one and have a happy and very safe Halloween. Thank you so much for having me. It was always a pleasure, Jenny. You're welcome back anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week with another episode. Have a good one. Actually, it is a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that I've been toying with the idea of is I used to be into independent film, so I have like scripts that I wrote. One of them is a horror movie called Heinous that I, I freaking love. Um, but I, I don't have the budget or anything like that to do the actual film version, but I want to do a podcast reading of it. So I'm thinking, I'm really toying with the idea of casting a bunch of people to come in and read and like record it and actually put it out as like an eight-part miniseries. So that would be a lot of fun. Not having the budget has never stopped anyone. So um, I re- I'm really I'm 40 years old and I'm too old to be running around the woods at two o'clock in the morning. And this is set in deep in the Florida woods. So like I, once I saw the movie Hatchet, I kind of realized that I'm never going to be able to afford a soundstage and I'm not going to be able to go through this anymore. So yeah. it's OK. It's OK. I'm not complaining.